episode seven of 30 Under 30. Uh, today, I'm very excited to introduce the guest that we have on the show. The guest that we have today is Mr. Luke Tills. Now, Hi. Hello. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're all right, man. Good start. Uh, Luke Tills is a big entrepreneur in Newcastle, someone that I look up to a lot. He's uh, done a lot of interesting things when it comes to opening up venues in Newcastle, pubs. Uh, he's got accommodation happening now as well. Uh, he's ran the Newcastle Beer Fest with my close friend Tyo Namba for the for the many years that that's been running. He also has his own cider company called um, the Apple Truck Cider. That's correct? Correct. Awesome. Um, and a few businesses in Newcastle. So, like I said, he's got the Happy Wombat and recently the Young Street Hotel, which is coming up to almost been open for 12 months now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, mate, it's very exciting to just see you go from, you know, I used to work next to you at Nuggisa when you were at the dockyards and all I remember from back then was that you were managing the dockyards mm. and then next thing you know, you're opening up the Happy Wombat. The Happy Wombat's been a very successful restaurant slash cafe slash whatever you want to call it in Newcastle, bar and there's stand-up comedy there now. Like, it's all happening. Mm. It must be a super exciting life for you to, to have your fingers in all these sort of, you know, little bits of Newcastle and to see it all become so successful for yourself. So, like I said, someone that I do look up to and thank you so much for being on here today, mate. I do remember a long time ago, the Newcastle Herald had a had a front page of you and it was like Newcastle's <laughs> number one entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I think it was, uh, uh. it was, and then another one I looked up today, I just did a quick, uh, quick search on Google and it said you were the cider king. Yes, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> hilariously. <laughs> my, my, uh, yeah. The cider king. Yeah, yeah, that was um, uh, embarrassing, but I loved it. <laughs> loved yeah, it. that was actually released. That was on the day of, I think it was the third, fourth beer festival we did. And it was like, just this, like, my ego was just out of control that day. I had the front page <laughs> of the paper in a, <laughs> na- naked in a bath full of apples. That's right. And, and <laughs> my mates had come up from Sydney and they're like, what? What the fuck is <laughs> going on doing? here? <laughs> uh, so, we'll get onto that in a little bit. But um, let's just start from the beginning. So, like I said, you were working at the dockyards and you were just the manager there at the time. Yeah. And then we had a brief conversation before we started the podcast today. You said that's when the cider company sort of started yeah. while you were working at the dockyards. Yeah. So, let's start there. Let's talk about Apple Truck Cider, yep. the business, how it's grown. Um, I believe it's a family-run business as well. So, you've got family members, your brother, yeah. all that involved too. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. 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 So, let's... Yeah. Yeah. So, it's more... Um, so, with the cider, I was at the dockyard and I was just happily being a bartender because I love bartending and, yeah. and I sort of just... Like I think a lot of... You, you, I've listened to a lot of entrepreneurs in the past and it's do what you love and you'll eventually find a way to make money out of it. Um, and um, I just stuck... My brother was this highly successful, you know, professional rugby league player and uh, my younger brother. And it didn't bother me at all. Like, I was just so happy managing bars and, yeah, just really enjoyed my work. Um, But in hospitality, you always have to have that um, eye on the prize a bit because once you get a bit older, it's a bit of a burnout career. Um, You've got to um, figure out a way to get out of doing, you know, 55-hour, 60-hour weeks on the minimum wage. you know, you have kids, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. there's a bit of a pathway that by the by the time you're sort of hitting towards 30, you're wanting to either go into like a licensee, general manager with a big group sort of thing. You know, you can make 100K plus, you're more mm-hmm. management, back of house sort of thing, or you're going off and you're starting your own thing, right? Yeah. Um, so when I was at the dockyard, I sort of was just looking for, I, I, there was no way in my head that I could afford to go into a bar, got no sort of... Um, money sort of family money backing mm. me at all I'd like um you know bricklayer dad um high school teacher mom um yeah 
who owns a house in Scone sort of thing, you know. Like, right. it wasn't like I was going to be able to get any sort of seed money or anything for a bar from them. And so, um, yeah, just sort of was trying to come up with a concept where it was, like, relatively cheap. I could go and get, like, a personal loan. And then, um, yeah, my family um, has had an orchard since um, 1916. My, wow. uncle, my Yeah, so my uncle owns it now. And um, he had an apple wine that they'd made off the orchard. And I was like, it was just, like, in, like, a big wine bottle and, you know, flat. And I was like, look, if we, if I get the brand together get a cool brand, you know, mm. that, that you could see lined up next to recording or whatever, yep. then we could, um, yeah, we could get a cider together. So I sort of approached him and said, look, if I set up the company and we go 50-50, um, are you happy for us to do this? And he was like, yeah. And so- You said that was your uncle? That's my uncle, Uncle yeah. Stephen. Yeah. yeah. So, so he owns the actual orchard. Wow. And, and um, yeah, he's a 50% stakeholder in the cider That's company. Awesome. You yeah. see, You see apple truck cider everywhere now, mate. In Newcastle, yeah, we've sort of gone fluctuated, but it's sort of mm. been this rudderless ship like for years now. We just sort of let it go it's through wholesalers. We don't have reps out there selling it. Um, if anyone rings up and wants it, we send it to them, but we've never sort of really gone out there and- Pushed as pushed much it as you could. Well, yeah, and it's it's a bit tricky as well. I'm I'm sort of a like it. Not that it matters that much, and some publicans don't care. But I think I think especially early days, some did care. If I'm out there as a competitor mm-hmm. um, in hospitality with pubs and whatever, and I'm walking in there going, "Hey, how you going? Yeah, Can I put no. my cider in half promoting my other?" Not yeah, I don't know how I know much of a mean. deal. I yeah, don't know how much yeah, of a deal yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, some, sometimes that's worked in my favour, like through my connections with like friends like Tayo and yeah. Corey and whatnot, and Mick Mick from the Stag. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So um, with the side of two, I mean, it's obviously pretty easy that you've got your own venues now to to put it in there. So you've yeah. always got places, and um, you know, I, I do see it pop up. Like it's very rarely that you go somewhere these days in Newcastle and they don't have. Apple truck cider in the bottles or it's on tap. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome, pretty, It's pretty cool. It's really yeah, cool to it's, see. Yeah, it's great. Especially from just a harebrained scheme. Like, I sort of... I was actually got... The, 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 we were paying a, a graphic designer that was um, doing posters for the dockyard. She was oh, just okay. a girl that had um, finished uni or was f- about to finish uni and was looking for a bit of cash work. Yeah. And, um, well, I was paying like 150 bucks a poster or something and I said to her... Uh, like this is actually even before I approached Stephen. I said, "Look, can you do me up a brand?" And I worked. I said, "Look," she said, "Yeah, it might be five hundred bucks or something to get the brand together." Yeah. So we just went back and forth and got the brand together and the name. Like we made Apple Truck Cider. So she designed the picture of the truck on yeah, the logo. The picture and stuff. of the truck. She we did everything. Took a, a, a you know a couple of months of yeah. mucking around back and forth. Yeah. Um, very annoying months for her, I'm sure. But and then yeah, I got all that together. Before and then I got the labels together, and then I got quotes for the labels, quotes for the outer cases, quotes for the the making of the cider, the bottles, the, the caps. Mm-hmm. Did all that. Um, I don't know if you remember that yellow pages ad where the girl like <laughs> rings up the mechanic and sounds like an expert, and and then the yeah, guy yeah, goes, yeah. "How long have you been, um, <laughs> you know, into cars, little miss?" And she goes, "Oh, around twenty minutes." <laughs> So it was a bit like that. I'd ring okay. up the first place and sound like an absolute moron. Yeah. I had no idea. But then I'd ring up the next one and I'd sound like I knew what I was talking about. So mm. I'd get like a half the, the quote that I got from the previous place. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I approached Steve and then we had to figure out, oh, we've got to get a cider to put in the bottle now. Yeah, yeah, so, of course, yeah. yeah, that was like the last step. So anyway, yeah, yeah that's cool. the cider. No, awesome. So you've got the cider company. And uh, so the Happy Wombat probably one of your biggest successes in Newcastle. Um, very popular little bar, cafe, like I said. You do everything there these days. That happened uh, after Apple Truck Cider, is that correct? 
Correct, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And how did you... I remember, like, there's a quite interesting story about how you found that particular spot uh, on Hunter Street. Because it was never a bar. It's never somewhere that you walked no. in was already established. So, what was it before you kind of, um, before you it found had, it? It, had, it was, used to be a restaurant called Butler's, okay. uh, which was like sort of 2000s, early 2000s. And it was quite successful. And then they, like I said, like a bit of a, sort of around that sizzler era you know okay. what i mean like i don't yeah. think it was like that it was like quite a nice but like a more old school nice restaurant with carpets and you know mm. old gold cupboards in the corner and um and then they sold and then i think this is i could be wrong here so i'm happy to be corrected but this is what i've been telling everyone for seven years <laughs> yeah. so they they sold it um the people that went in went broke and then it just went through a number of hands mm. of people sort of just handing the keys back couldn't make it work and yeah and then, um, yeah, so I, the, basically the dockyard had sold and um, the lease had sold. So I was running that business for them. I got made redundant at the time, but oh, I got right. but I got given a share of the sale. Okay. So I got given a little, like, you know, bit of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of money. I was only about, like, you know, only. It was like something they didn't have to give me. They, they gave me $10,000, mm. which was fat. Like, I don't know how, I probably don't know whether I say that out loud <laughs> no, to do. I don't know whether, but they did. They gave me $10,000, like, clear. Yeah. So I ended up being like fifteen. Thousand dollars because of the tax, yeah, right. Wow, and they didn't have to do that, and so I got like, and then I got all my long service, all that, ended up with about thirty five grand. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, what that's the amount of money I've got in my life. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna, um, and then yeah, ran into someone that was a pub broker who was also a shareholder in that former business that I was part of, and he's like, come and have a look at this site, mm. and it was just like walk in it was free essentially you walk in here's the keys sign the lease and, it's and if yours. i really essentially if i didn't want to do a reno i could just start figuring out how to trade right you know put milk crates everywhere so i spent 35 grand borrowed 100 grand of my brother who <laughs> yeah. was going through yeah so he borrowed 100 grand of my brother gave giving him 30 percent yep i then i bought him out since mm-hmm. um but yeah that was how i got enough money to do a reno buy my furniture and then I opened and I was like, you know, going pretty good. Mm. But then the heavy rail got cut. So all the big buildings across the railway corridor, NIB, Hunter Water, GHD. Was this when they were putting the light rail in? Just That's there? right. Yeah, so okay. they cut it literally yep. three months after I opened oh, without shit. me knowing. Or yeah. they made the call within six. But that was like the beautiful thing. It used to be like a two kilometer walk for all those buildings to come over to me. Mm. And all of a sudden the population of my area that I could pull on went from like, you know, a few hundred to thousands with the officers across the corridor. They had a 50 meter walk to yeah. come over. So this, it opened up. That's right. A so lot that's of my, what's made the business. Yeah. You know? I had a lot of people that worked in that honeysuckle area. And as soon as that was open, they would come over for a coffee at, at the happy one every morning. It, it was just so great. Yeah. yeah. And then gradually over the last seven years, we've had like, Great new little places like um, Papa's Bagel Bar and yep. Ketsu yep. and um, The Family. and Oh, it's an awesome little area. It's, 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 it's fantastic. It's a precinct. Adam at Rogue Scholar now. You've got the guys at the Star. All of them owner-operated. So, you walk in there, the owner's generally there or hanging you're around. You're right. No, around. you're very spot on there. That's right. And, there's, and we all love each other. It's yeah. just such... There's not this ultra-competitive If community. we go to Kotetsu for a few drinks, I mean, we always go to the Happy Wombat beforehand for and, a dinner And we're all sending each drink. other custom. Like, always, it's just, mate. And the Italian place, like, you know, mm. like it's, it's just... The Thai place. No, when it's you think of it like that, it's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah, it's shit's awesome. all over Derby Street. Like <laughs> just honestly, quietly. hundred percent. No, there's quietly. a sense of community, mate. And I, I see that hundred percent. I do. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's awesome. Except for you, Strawny. Except for monkeys. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So when you did open the Happy Wombat, was that was there ever was that the only option? Was there an, was there ever a 
time and place where you were like, I might just continue working for someone or was it always, no, I'm going to go out and start my own business and open my own bar? Um, was there that passion there when it was just, that uh, was the only option for you or? Pretty much. I, I sort you, of felt like I either want, yeah, it just sort of happened. You know what I mean? Like I, mm. I, I was very, I was meant to work at the dockyard for six months when I finished, while well, I finished my degree, yeah. finished my degree, got offered a great contract to run the dockyard. How old were you when you were at the dockyards? Um... I was quite young. I was only 17, yeah, 16 when I would have bully. met you. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm pretty sure it was, what, 10 years ago? So, it would have been like late, mid, 27, 28. Yeah, okay. I finished my degree when I was like 27, 28. Yeah. But then I just stayed. I just kept staying there because yeah. money, money was good. The, oh, you're the, doing a good job, mate. Well, uh, but, uh, thank you. But it was, it, was, <laughs> it was just a great, like, you're on the water, good money, complete autonomy from the owner. Like, the, mm. owner, the owner's a good bloke, really respect him. But yeah, so I unless I was in, I probably could have stayed in that warm little cuddly situation yeah. uh, if it wasn't for the redundancy. So yeah. that sort of gave me the. I was I was doing the cider. I just didn't imagine how I could get a bar. No. You know, like no one sort of teaches you. No, not at all. Hey, this is how you get a bar. This is how you open it. This is how you get a license. All that sort of stuff. Now, like I am, and it seemed to be this secret thing of the bar bourgeoisie, like that they <laughs> yeah. kept it all to themselves. And yeah. like, if anyone asks me now, I'm like, this is how you do it. Fucking do this, this, and this. You should do a course, mate. Well, yeah, you could. Fuck, you could. No, well, I don't know. I, I. I just don't have the time for that shit. No, but you're right. I'd rather sit down work. and have it. And doing a course, screw that. Like uh, every bar is different. Every concept of d- is different. I, I will sit down in, in a bar at one of my bars or wherever mm. and, and just pound three or four schooners. Mm. The amount of shit you can get done in those three or four schooners <laughs> yeah. and like real stuff. Get an accountant. Get a, yeah. you know, get your good um, set up as a company, not a fucking sole trader. Yeah. You know, don't, yeah. All these little mistakes that everyone makes at the start. Mm. People that probably did a business degree might, might not make those mistakes. But What people, was your degree in that you studied? Just develop, development studies, it was oh, called. Okay. I'm like a massive lefty environmentalist person. And, yeah. and I thought if I wanted, if I was actually going to get through a degree whilst, you know, still working full time, mm. it had to be something I was passionate about. So, course, yeah. I literally never, and to my, I tell you the absolute truth, never intended to use my degree ever. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to be able to say- Have something, have a on degree. On a podcast- <laughs> <laughs> that I have a degree. And now, you know, awesome. that's, that's, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. So, it, I never intended to use it. I, I always sort of thought I'd end up doing hospitality or yeah. entrepreneurial shit. No, but, there'd be know. a lot of people that are sort of in that position where I know people now that are in hospitality and they just love it. Like, it's for them too. A lot of people just mm. are in hospitality and it's it's the right pathway for them. Mm. But they get to a point where, you know, they reach their young 30s and they're like, do I step out and open my own thing or do I just continue working from hop from bar to bar? Which is nothing wrong with that as well, but... Taking the the what you took is it's a big risk as mm. well because you said at the start you outlaid a lot of money to do mm. it and if it wasn't successful it would it would be quite disastrous you know but what like, what have I got to lose what, this is a thing in your late twenties you're sort of like yes oh, at that age if you, probably you know your mid mid to late twenties you know like you've got enough experience under your belt you're not just some you know what you're doing by that you, you sort of do you, there's a lot you don't but you've got you know enough that you can fix the problems that you create yeah okay so and but you haven't got a lot of the time nowadays you know you haven't got a house yet a lot mm. of the time you haven't got a you haven't a lot of the time got kids yeah so you, if you did just fuck up completely, mm. right, mm. and you took the right, or you took the right risk, you're not going to go in and get a million dollar bar. Like if you do, fuck, good luck. You know, <laughs> yeah. borrow money. You probably borrowed money of your parents, and well, fuck, your parents shouldn't have lent you yeah. that money. <laughs> but if you lose a couple of hundred grand, even if you declare bankruptcy at that point, it is disastrous to go bankrupt. Mm. But 
you haven't lost your house. You no. haven't. You haven't. You're still probably renting. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you, you, yeah. you've gone out there and had a crack. But look, measured risk. You don't want to ever go bankrupt. But no. like, if I was to, I, I live in constant fear of it now. I'm 38. I've got three kids. Mm. You know, I've, I've sort of. I'm getting tired. Mm. You know, I, I want to do other projects. But yeah, I, I am very careful. You know, despite opening a pub in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to be very careful That's with a big my risk. money, yeah. the very little money that I have, mm. because I don't want to have to have a disaster that I have to. I, my, yeah, my dad went bankrupt twice, right. and I watched that kill him. Like mm. he's alive still, obviously, but like not obviously, but like from what I said, but yeah, 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 yeah. he's it. It can destroy your life. People go, oh yeah, I'll go bankrupt, wipe it off. You know, no, it, that's fine when you're a bit younger, maybe. Mm. But when you're older, when you're in your sort of early 40s, you know, mm. it, it can be very difficult of to course. come back from. Especially when you've got mortgages and all that as well. Oh, well, they, you don't have a mortgage anymore because you've lost your house <laughs> at that you, point. Yeah, yeah that's It's true. all over. Yeah, that's Start right. again. Mm. You're tired? Oh, well, tough titties. Get to so- work. <laughs> yeah. So, um, cool. So, we've got the happy one, Matt. And then I think midway through that, or it would have been, I might have been when you're at the dockyards, obviously the, the beer festers, the beer festivals came. Yep. You had the uh, the honey the honeysuckle boardwalk beer festival. Is the that board, what that was called? Yeah, yeah. So the that's boardwalk right. beer festival, and that was with Tyo. So yeah, I think it was originally just you, was it, or was it always uh, with Tyo? I think no. I approached. So we Corey Crooks from Grain Store, oh, Al- Albion at the time, yep. had, had a beer week going, and yep. every every venue was doing like you know tappers and beer tastings, and mm. I was like, you know, along the boardwalk, you've got like six bars and restaurants and everyone's going a tappers and fucking dark beer tappers and oh this one's yeah. got craft you know whatever yeah and it got a bit boring and annoying mm. you know everyone's struggling to sell 30 40 tickets so i sort of approached all those guys co- collectively so tayo and 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 everyone else along the strip and said let's do a festival together yeah and do the boardwalk beer fest so that's yeah. what the, it's called the boardwalk beer fest and then um yeah we had like 500 people that first year mm. and then um i I'd left that year. Then Tyo approached me and said, "Hey, let's fucking oh, let's, let's keep it. doing it." Yeah. yeah. When I was when I'd opened up the wombat, mm. we did it out the front of um, the dockyard that day. Yep. And then a few of the vendors got the shits. Won't name who. <laughs> okay. They, we, know, they know who. They, they, are. Yeah, they know <laughs> because so, yeah. But so we ended up <laughs> moving it away. You from went the up to the, yeah. where the grass is up yeah. a little bit further. I don't know if that's still there now because of the construction. No, it's the- not. So that fucked us mm. up. That. So we had that festival there that year when I was, you know, had the gotten the paper for having my, with my shirt off. And- <laughs> What was it? The side like of gangly king. arms. The side of king. Yeah, gangly arms, bald, <laughs> pockmarked head. I'll put the photo in the in the yeah. show notes for people to look at. <laughs> Don't do it to them. But then, then we had it there, and then the next year we tried to had the application, everything approved, liquor license, and then the guys like I'm like six weeks out were like, oh no, you can't use that. We're gonna we're gonna. Oh we're, shit! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so we had to scramble. Oh, no. Tyo and I like you know we had all these tickets sold. Yeah, and so that's why we moved it up to. Um, Nobbies. Like Camp Shortland. Yeah, Camp Shortland yeah. and Nobbies, yeah. Which and has been a huge success huge anyway. Success, like yeah. it's there, there's people in Newcastle that have just been waiting for that because obviously it was mm. it didn't go to plan last year because of COVID. Yeah. We did sell a lot of tickets and it was a bit big loss last year, but the year before that was fantastic. Very successful. Yeah. Breweries from all around Australia here on our shores in Newcastle. Like what's not to love? Like it's it's fantastic, oh. mate. It's great. It's, it's fun and it's a proper we've tried to stay true to like you got a beer fest, it's got oh they've got gin. Oh, that's great, oh, you know. Oh, have you got any like oh, you know, like it's it's about beer. It's, it's about it's beer. promoting the category. These guys are getting there. They're basically 
breaking even at best with the beer. It's a token system. We give yep. them a dollar a token or whatever. Yep. Um, and then we, you know, just it costs a fortune to set that up in the park, you know. Whatever. Yeah, I know the licensing and all that was a yeah. real big struggle too. That one of them, you granted the license a week before it was out. Within the week, Within yeah. The week. I was shitting myself. <laughs> like, we had all these tickets. I was just going to... I wasn't just going to run it anyway, <laughs> but I was. I was going to just it. was going to happen. I was just going anyway. to fuck it. Just, I'll cop the fines. I just, I just couldn't handle it's, refunding. Yeah, well, I mean, just people, also that the stress that's on you to get that organised, to find out within yeah. a week if they're going to say no to the licence. Yeah. It's just, oh, I don't know People do this for a living. Event organisers, I think about them the last two years. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. Like, the, all the things that they've had to go through. Like, organising events all the time, they get used to the stress of it, much like some people would think, you know, running a shift at a bar would be stressful. But yeah. it's the, it's, once you get used to it, it's not yeah, that hard yeah, at all. Yeah. But, like, yeah, stuff like, massive events like what the fuck is going on down the harbour here at the moment you've got this huge hip hop festival <laughs> I don't apparently there's 12 yeah 12,000 people I think it's up here hip hop festival there's a, a hip hop and something festival going okay. on this weekend oh no 12,000 people what do you think the demographic is oh, going to be do you reckon they might have gone to the fannies uh, yeah, yeah definitely, probably probably yeah <laughs> so, yeah mate uh, it's not looking good at the moment I digress I digress but well, yes. who's, who's performing Oh, fucking um, no, it's hip hop. I have no idea. Tupac's come over. No, Tupac's Something, not around anymore. He's dead. I, <laughs> he's dead. I know that much. But um, yeah, wow, no, Flowrider. Yeah. Flowrider came to Newcastle once, and he didn't sing because he bailed last minute. No idea. Who no idea. Is. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, okay. I'll look at that later. I didn't know that was happening. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, we did the festival, and, and, then, and then yeah, that's been going on, then. and yeah. yeah, it's been crazy. But yeah, we had to cancel it like literally the weekend mm-hmm. that they locked us down last year was that was our our festival got locked down. Yeah, and that's, that was a hard decision. I mean, I was involved with some of the organisation, the Facebook right. stuff, yeah. and the photos, and then we had that meeting at the Happy Wombat, and mm. it was just we have to call it. And, mm. and we did the live video straight away, and it was you and Ty on on Facebook saying yeah. we're really sorry, guys, and. You know the the refunds had to be issued and all that, but yeah. it's it's you can't it mate COVID you can't do anything about That's that. Right. It's it just gets more people came for the next time it's going to come and hopefully it'll be bigger and better if it's going to continue in yeah. Newcastle. And I think you know the city loves it, so I, I think hope so. It we're, we're looking at probably March next year. Same back to the time yeah. we were going to do it in September this year. Thank fuck we did. Yes, um, but um, what is lockdown again? So much. That's all right. But um, yeah. <laughs> I put the big E on the title. Yeah, yeah. Explicit. Explicit content. <laughs> yeah. God, my mum would be so ashamed of me. But um, yeah. So then, yeah. So the that's the beer fest. So yeah, yeah. We're hopefully we were going to try and do another event sort of every like the six months after that. Mm-hmm. But um, that remains to be seen. We're just yeah. trying to It's still like with COVID at the moment, moment mate. Yeah. That's right. And you and the other guy involved both have your own restaurants and that to look after. So. Yeah. Nagis is, yeah. So Nagis is doing well. Nagis is doing well. And then soon to be. Well, it's top secret. Yeah, it's top one. secret. We yeah, can't, talk, we can't about talk about that. Maybe he'll, on his episode, he'll start talking about it. Yeah, if he comes that's on. right. He'll come on. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, the Beer Fest, you've got the new venue, which is Young Street Hotel. Yeah. And you open that right in the middle of the pandemic, mm-hmm. which... Yeah, that was hard. It was hard. It was, it's been difficult. And, yeah. and quite recently, there's been... There's been a positive case. Yeah, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. uh, Yeah. So, the reason I got into Young Street was because of the pandemic. So, I can't be angry about that. Mm. It was an opportunity that came up. That's right. He walked away from the lease. And that was a great spot. 
it's one of those beautiful old. Oh, it's, it's it is beautiful. Well, it's a hundred years next year. It's that that building. You gave Beck and I a tour on the open day, man. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, but the building itself, regardless of what I've done, Renault wise, as much as I'm proud of it, mm. the building itself came up, and it's one. If a commercial site came up in that period, just a normal mm. one like I am with the wombat, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But that those buildings don't come up very often. And if they do their fucking $10 million half the time to buy or mm. impossible, you have to buy 500 grand or a million dollars to get in on lease. Or, so, it's basically the same as the Wombat, just handed to me, mm. you know, through a relationship. Man, that's extremely lucky. But, but yeah. I had to spend, well, it's-, it's The Renos. I think it's just tipped over 500000 I've spent yeah, on, wow. on renovating it to, you know, we had to put a whole brand new tap system in. That was 60 grand. Yeah. Cool rooms, yeah. furniture, everything, right? Mm. But- um. Yeah, the um, yeah. So that that was tricky, but I wouldn't have had that opportunity if it wasn't for it. But um, mm. but yeah, it's been trading really well. Last week was the greatest. Oh, we week. love it. My great. mates all yeah. love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, you guys have been in there a bit. Yeah, you, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. What, You're drinking what? a bit, Joel. <laughs> yeah, no, right. I'm joking. <laughs> Just a few on a Sunday, mate. Yeah. I like going in there watching the sport on the big screen. It's it's great. Yeah, I'm stoked with it. It's like the dream. The mm. the hospitality dream. You yeah, got, I've got a I've got a pub. It actually had a restaurant license, and I've paid like oh, okay. ten grand to get that license changed over to a pub license. Oh right, it took me about six months. And so. you've got the accommodation upstairs. Is that all happening? Got all the accommodation. Yeah, so yeah. Got fourteen rooms, and um, yeah, it's just a pub, but it's like my dream pub. Mm. So yeah, I'm so so excited. But oh, um, well, it's, it's but it's shut today because of oh, the, because, because of, of the pandemic. That was so, your bit of a post on Facebook. That was my little rant today. on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, they, um, yeah. So they we've basically had this pseudo lockdown in newcastle which mm. is you know they yeah it's been an absolute nightmare you pretty much got i think there's like over 20 venues shut at the moment not necessarily mm. because they can't open but because it's they can't more- staff it because oh. all their staff and and all the customers have disappeared because the customers have close contacts with yeah the people so you get if if anyone listening hasn't heard of it they probably have but mm. you know 900 people from argyle you walk into that venue as one of those 900 people and the rules are double jabbed you the worst that you can possibly have mm. like potentially have called on you is a casual contact at that point and so at that point you have to go and get tested and if you get a negative test sweet off to work see you later go and get on the piss again mm. right? but they changed the rules because there was a few um people that were there with um covid but that shouldn't even matter under the new rules anyway because it's all about the vaccination mm. right even if you are they, they within 1.5 meters and and with that person talking for over 15 minutes which is the worst of the matrix that they have yeah you can still only be a casual contact if you're double jabbed right right but they changed that after the fact three days later and 900 people at argyle became close contacts all of a sudden boom one week they had to be in isolation mm. finnegan's 700 people and yeah. the next, I think it was like 500 odd people and then all the people that they live with so we have became- 1500 close contacts in a weekend It'd be more because mm-hmm. of the next as well. So oh, all the all oh, those people right. have had to next, isolate yeah. for a week, seven days. So the yeah. whole and all these people were young people. All mm-hmm. these people had been out for three days, getting on the piss like at every venue in town, like every you know. Uh, as yeah, it's this time of year. Yeah. Like if you're not out, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, and they're all got. They've all just got got out work. They've all gone to work, mm-hmm. hungover probably, sick, and then bang, everyone gets notified Saturday night. Three of my staff. 
come down with COVID. Three of your staff are positive. Three, three of my staff are positive. Oh, we find shit. out three days later from the Argyle thing. They're the ones, the three staff were at the Argyle. Mm. So they only got notified on Saturday night. Yeah. So we've done a post and let all the people know. But um, yeah. It's just so you've been, got to be closed now for the well, week until you deep clean? No, just- no, no. So we deep clean. Technically, you can open the next day unless oh, you right. get. Yeah. So you can technically, once you've cleaned, which yeah. we've done the deep clean, mm. you do that like we did that Monday. Yeah. Um, because we didn't find out till Monday that they were actually positive because they sort oh, of okay. got no, every all 900 people got notified. Anyway, long, we're getting sidetracked here. But That's no. all right. No, 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 no. But yeah, so then by, yeah, so then we're sort of sitting there going, well, what do we do? We're still a casual contact venue. So mm. we've decided to close along with every other venue in town um, because we just want to be cautious mm. um, and we want to make sure that our staff get at least two tests um, before they come back to work, yeah. and oh, so every every one of your staff has to get two. Everyone, tests. Um, we're t- we're saying that. Yeah, okay. Technically, they're casual contacts or low risk, which um, okay. But so we're just making that a policy that they have to before they return to work, and mm-hmm. we're having the the antigen test set up at work so that they when they get there they need to get there fifteen minutes early, do uh, an antigen okay. test, and see if they're negative. Yeah, we're providing the antigen test, obviously, but and then if they're negative, great, then we're right, right? Yeah. And hilariously, this. So is when do you when do you reopen yeah. again? Sorry. Well, hoping tomorrow, but oh, okay. fuck, who knows? Yeah. You know, who knows? Like maybe, but we've lost all our bookings. Like we've lost. We had a sixty-five person oh, booking today. Cancel eighty yeah. person tomorrow. I just was on the phone on the way here when I was burning my way here, mm-hmm. running late. Plus new tally. Plus new tally. Hey, new <laughs> uh, And um, yeah, I I got a phone call from a booking on Friday. That was like fifty. Oh, wow. Yeah, fifty medical people, whatever. They're just like, oh yeah, we don't want to risk losing all my staff for, mm. for a thing. And that's the thing. That, that was the worry before. You were worried about your close contact, being in a close contact venue. If you're in a close mm. contact venue, then you have to be in, in isolation for a week. You can't work. You can't do anything. It doesn't matter if you're sick or not, right? Mm. And that's what's happened to the entire city. And we're sitting here. This was going to be the biggest week of trade. We had. We were booked out. We've been booked out for a month. Christmas wow. parties out the wazoo, and I don't know a venue. What is it today, town. Wednesday? Hopefully by the weekend you'll be reopened. But there, but there's no all the bookings have cancelled. Oh, they've all, oh, can, that's they've a, all yeah, cancelled okay. because they are all in isolation for a week. Ah, so shit. it's not just the staff; it's yeah. the, the customers. So mm. right at the end, just when we were all going good, it's back to square one again. Well, what, what's it looking like next week over Christmas? Well, don't know. Actually, I haven't even looked at that that far yet. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good question. Away. But that, that, that all it was the last weekend because Christmas mm. is on Saturday, yeah. not this Saturday or the next. So. Well, let's just hope we don't get into another lockdown, mate. It's the last thing we all. There need. was whispers. I heard whispers today. That was in part of your rant, wasn't it? Yeah, Dominic. Dominic was um had a press conference though at lunchtime and mm. just before you know came in here and he seems pretty solid on not doing any lockdowns. But um mm, right and fucking oath, they shouldn't. It's, no. it, it's like it's done now. Time we're going to live with it, and that's just the way it's going to be. That's right. Moving forward, so, yeah, yeah. And um, righto, mate. So we'll finish up quite soon. But the uh, you, your posts have taken you quite far. Like last time you did a huge rant on Facebook, it was noticed by the project. And next minute, my dad called me and said, "Is this is this your mate Luke on the TV?" <laughs> I'm like turned on straight away. I go, yeah, it is. And, okay. and and they were referring to the to the last rant that you had about COVID. And yeah. fair enough, man. Like sticking up for the local businesses in Newcastle. It's, yeah, it's not just local businesses. It's more it's, just like trying to like I just and it, it's not like I'm sort of doing. I'm just like another annoying Facebook ranter. But it's just like no. But the voice needs to be there, mate. And yeah. people, you've got a, quite a loud voice. People see it. How was it recognised by the project? Um, so I had like the first rant. I've done like three. This is like the the, the third one I just did today. 
trimester. Like the yeah, it sort of ended <laughs> up being like it's meant to just be just me just getting it off my chest, and it's yeah. ended up um yeah, the first one was ended up making it into the Herald, and then I and then ABC had me on ABC oh, okay. Radio, yeah, and so I did that, and then and then I had so that was that, and then it was like the second one wasn't too far after that and then same thing abc rang me up ended up doing a radio interview oh actually what happened with the second one abc rang me up to do an interview like to ask have they just got your number on file? they do yeah okay and so they rang me up <laughs> to do a um yeah i don't know how yeah actually. okay they just do but, but um <laughs> i think yeah and, and then yeah they rang me up while i was driving around and i was like steaming away gonna do a rant anyway <laughs> and he about i can't remember what it was about uh, about the anti-vax stuff whatever yeah and um yeah he he just i ended up having this rant with him for about 25 minutes that so was i was they'd put it on the radio and then they had it in um like a fucking national article well, like yeah. oh, just on the uh, abc uh, yeah, news yeah. like yeah. page i don't have a newspaper or anything and so i so i did a rant and then then that got picked up by the project somehow. Okay, so they found it and yeah, just yeah, yeah. So the project called you, called me, and then I just went and did. And then like you're a, on. That, yeah, I was that on night. that afternoon. Yeah, which could happen this afternoon. Could happen this afternoon. You're so currently I missed, waiting for a call. Well, I missed one uh, about three weeks after that. I missed a phone call. I was actually yeah, shamefully, lazily, like playing tennis at midday. <laughs> and I remember putting no, I'm putting my phone in the car. They can survive without me for two hours. <laughs> and then I, I'd missed the call at twelve oh one. I went to call them back at twelve thirty, and I, oh. I was like gutted but um, oh so they have already called you today no no that was that time oh, okay. I, I texted her today and said look you know if you want an angry disappointed frustrated public okay, from um, newcastle i'm ready to go and um yeah. yeah and so she um yeah so she called me and then i had a rant and then she said um yeah i'll call you either today or tomorrow depending mm. depending on what okay. we end up running with so yeah wait and see all Who right, knows? I'll it's, look out for you on the TV. It's just a bit of fun. It yeah. is. Shameful self-promotion. No, it's so. not, mate. It's, it's fine. It's, you're sticking up for the city, mate. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah, that's and, right. and a lot of, you know, the businesses. And it's, the just, it's just trying to have a bit of nuance. It's just frustrating. I get frustrated with some mm. things, you know, and I want to I want actually... I mean, who cares? If anyone listens, that's great, but I, I, I want to get it off my chest because I'm frustrated by something that might be happening or mm. some injustice that I see with people doing their own rants and oh, like it's just, it's hard and I just want to go one big like piece yep. and then fuck off and not get into rather than getting into mini debates under other people's comments mm. for hours you know mm. and sucking my day away I'd yep. rather just get it off my chest that's what I think this is my thing fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how you signed off today yeah, yeah like I said I had it on text to speech and it was in the car plane on the way <laughs> Oh, that was my little bit of research before the podcast. <laughs> yes, I like, listen to it. I, I'm going to do that on the way home. Oh, I was too long to read. I'm going to have an How accident if I try and read this. Listening to myself, my own Facebook oh, yeah, you, speech. You got to listen to like text. it's the Apple chick's voice. But, Is um, it right? Uh, it's you got to. It's a setting you got to turn on. But the girl next the door girl, or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, mate. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming in today. No worries. Really appreciate it. No, um, thanks for having me. Just a quick uh, shout out to all the, the, the pages if people want to follow you. So, you've got Happy Wombats on Instagram. Yeah, Happy Wombat, Young Street Hotel, Apple Truck Cider. All the businesses. Newcastle Beer Fest. Newcastle Beer Fest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or just my personal Facebook page if you want to Which is, get sworn out a bit. Isn't your personal one the Happy Wombat? No. Or you no, your own it, as well? I don't have my own Instagram. Oh, Instagram. So, okay. Yeah, I'm not a, you know, 20 yep. something year old girl. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I just have it for the businesses. Um, well, I'll put all the links to the websites uh, in the show notes as well if people want to check it out and hopefully they'll come and grab a beer and support you. Um, 
Yeah, thanks so much mate, for coming can't on today, mate. Yeah. So we will. I'll, I'll be now. in soon. As soon as you're open, How I'll you go for a beer now. <laughs> yeah, let's I'm do keen. It. Yeah, yeah. Cool. we'll find a beer around here. Fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 Too easy. Thanks so much, mate. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thank you.